Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast, where each week we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Above the Bar podcast. It's your host, Sean. I must have, mm, hold on a sec. <clears throat> I never have to do that. I had to clear my throat just beforehand. That sounds horrible on the mic, and I apologize for that. But we've bellied up to the bar. It is Ash Wednesday, so keep in mind, folks, that was not you know dirt on someone's face. Somebody actually had ashes done, so it is Ash Wednesday today. So hopefully you got all your Fat Tuesday in yesterday, and we are headed into that Lenten season, which is a perfect person to have on with us today. We are bellying up to the bar with a man who has given up more for his country, done more than you could ever imagine, even given up more for some of us who have become part of his life. I've known, and this is probably, I've realized this today. I knew of this person before I knew them. That is a rare thing to say that you knew of somebody for years before you knew him. So I, I knew our guest for probably close to five years as a pie in the sky mentor, you know, listen to what this guy has to say, heard him on calls probably before I ever reached out to him in 2006 and said, Hey, master guns, I want to come back out on recruiting dude. And he went, who are you? (laughs) And I said, well, I'm this guy from over here. And he goes, you want to come back? Yeah. All right. You can come back. And I thought he must really like me. It was years later before we ran into each other again. And I've brought with, with us today, an entrepreneuring mentor that I still reach out and ask questions to someone who trained me, trained thousands of other Marines and, and, and people in general, I have with us retired master gunnery Sergeant Ray Gagnon. Look at that. He got you some applause and everything, Master Guns. Look at that, Look, huh? And I will probably bounce between Master Guns and Ray several times here because we we have a – I would say, you know, I don't know about anybody else, but we have a unique relationship. I, I think I bounce more ideas off of you than, than most other people. Yeah, I'd probably say so. <laughs> and, and for those of you that are watching live, if you ever wanted to know what the mind of a madman looked like, Look at the live right now and see all the dry erase and flip charts behind Ray right now. That is just, that is the mind of a madman, a mad genius. So uh, where's does What did you do when you told everybody that you were coming on this show? What did they all tell you? Well, everyone said, does he know you? Right. Uh, so the folks that don't, the folks that don't know you say, well, does the host know you? And I'm like, uh, yes, he does. And they go, okay, well, that's, you know, that's a good thing. So they know he knows what to expect. He knows, uh, you know, the, the, the rants you can go on and the opinions that you might have and the, the definitive purpose when it comes to entrepreneurship. And I see, I think he's prepared for that. I, I'm, I'm pretty prepared. Well, let's go ahead and get, get done all of our house cleaning. The bars opened up here. Let's get some things taken care of. First things first, as always over my right shoulder. And if you caught us on TikTok before the show, we were talking, we talk about entrepreneurship. We were talking about Lamar Jackson and that deal that's that's getting ready to go down one way or another. But we've got the big board over my shoulder. If you've got something you support, something you believe in, something that you're you think, hey, everybody should know about this, 
you reach out to me on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok, even our email. It's all the above the bar podcast emails at gmail.com. Let me know what it is. I'll give you the address where to send this sticker and you send me a sticker. I'll read about you live on the air, put it on the big board. Everybody will know about what you got going on. It's a little bit of free advertisement. You take the time to support me. I want to support you back. But now maybe your media, it needs a little bit of coaching is in a lot of chaos right now. You need to reach out to media by dibs. That's D I B S media by dibs. You can find him on Facebook. You can find him on Instagram at media by dibs and, you can find his LinkedIn at Andrew Dibble. You let Andrew know that you're there to belly up to the bar. Tell him I'm here to belly up to the bar. He's going to give you a 10% discount on your first order. And he's going to turn around and give you a free consultation on what he can do for your media. And if you're curious, well, what's his media look like? Go ahead and take a look at uh, the Gaylord Snow. And you'll hear their new, annou- their, their new read copy from some amazing silky sounded voice that read their new copy about you know, there's Saturday games. Can't imagine whose voice that could be. So all this is done. Everything is situated. Master Guns, are you ready? I think so. I'm ready. Do you have a, did you bring a beverage, Master Guns? I, I did. I did. What are you working with? I'm, I'm, I'm actually working with some vitamin water. Okay. Uh, this is vitamin uh, water. <laughs> Just I, a different I vitamin. Haven't, I, have an early, uh, I have an early morning tomorrow. Otherwise, I'd be, uh, I'd be at the bar with you. So it's an early morning here. So you have, let's start, start with the entrepreneurial side to you. How many businesses, you know, to kind of, to kind of put your pedigree out there for everyone, how many years in the Marine Corps and how many businesses have, have you started and successfully ran and maintained? Oof. Okay. So that's a loaded question. The, the Marine Corps one's easy. I spent 25 years in the Marine Corps. Uh, of the 25, I spent over 20 of it in training, training and in, in development, right? Training people uh, on, on the recruiting side of the house. Uh, I, I held the uh, the coveted position of national training team at one time, where I was in charge of training for the entire nation. Uh, you know, and all the programs that we ran, and you know, the certifications and all that good stuff. Businesses are going to be a little tricky um, because I've had a business since I was six years old. I've had a revenue producing, no, no kidding, revenue producing business since I was six. Um, and it's funny, I was teaching a class up in Fort Drum today on entrepreneurship. And, you know, um, a lot of times I'm challenged on that. Well, hey, Ray, at, at age six, is it really a business or is it more of a hobby? I mean, what you got a lemonade stand? You know, what are you, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I picked worms off of my father's lawn, a.k.a. night crawlers. Uh, we <laughs> lived on a road. We lived on a road that went to the uh, to the lake, and I would sell them to the fishermen on the way to the lake. I had a bait, I had a bait and tackle shop, um, and a lot of people say, "Well, you're six years old, right? You're picking worms. It's that's a hobby." You didn't know my dad, right? My dad took a percentage of every worm that I picked off of his off his lawn and sold. He charged me he charged me rent where I stored the worms because we didn't store them in a the refrigerator. I actually dug a hole and had a contraption that contained them. Uh, I tore a piece of barn board off the back barn and uh, and made a sign to put up down, downtown, down street where people could find me. He charged me for that. Uh, so, you know, I've had a business since I was six years. My entire time in the Marine Corps, um, 25 years in the Marine Corps, I've always had a side business, always. Uh, there's never been a time where I did not have a business. Uh, so the actual number on that, uh, you know, I'd have to go back and count them, but I would say at least 30 or 40 businesses, um, you know, at different times. And not and I, and I say successful, but part of entrepreneurship is those businesses failing to learn for the next one. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, well, we, I had some that I, that didn't succeed by to my standards, uh, but I've never had knock knock on wood. Make sure I find wood. Uh, I've never had one that that flat out failed and had to be shut down and walked away from. I've always been able to cash them out. I've always been able to sell them. Or I've always been able to make enough money on a, on an exit uh, to where to where the business was worth having, if that makes sense. Yeah. Now, there's some that there's some that I've made tens of thousands of dollars. There's some that I made hundreds of thousands of dollars, and then there's some that I some that I made a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> just <laughs> got know? away. Just got away scot free, huh? That's right. Just just barely got away. So, um, yeah. But it's it's you know. And one of the reasons why I started Chaos Coach was all about, you know, passing on those lessons. Um, you know, as you know, after I left the Marine Corps, I opened up another training consulting business. Uh, we called it Boss, Business Operational Success Systems. And I had I had everybody as clients, right? I had I had big business, small business. I had anyone that could that would pay an invoice and anyone that wanted training and wanted consulting and wanted advice. I mean, I worked with GE. I worked with Merck, Merck Pharmaceuticals. I worked with Disney. I worked with Shell Oil Company, uh, Shell Global, Shell US, uh, and and you know one of the things that that I, I hit I hit that I hit that part of my life where my businesses were doing well, and I realized it was time to give back. Um, and Chaos Coaches is all about giving back, and it's in my Chaos Coach business is only for small business entrepreneurs, small business owners. Is that what you mean by give back? It's it's because it's focused on that small business side. Yeah. Yep. You know, small business owners have, as you know, small business owners have, have unique challenges that just don't exist in the corporate world. Now they have some of the same granted there's, you know, people are people and challenges are challenges, training issues are training issues, but small business owners, small business entrepreneurs, especially there's a set of unique challenges um, that, that go along. And I, I draw the distinction. You're going to hear me do this a few times. I, I'm going to say business, small business owner, and then I'm going to say small business entrepreneur. Because in my experience and in my mind, they are two different things. What do you uh, mean? Two, well, anybody can own a business. Anybody. Um, you know, let me back up a little bit. We've all heard of the SBA stats, right? Um, right. The success the success rates of small businesses. Um, or I should say the failure rate. Now, I'm 57 years old. And I've had a business since I was six. So we can do the simple math. When I opened my business at, at, at age six, right? When I opened that business at age six, these at age six, the, the failure rate of small businesses were roughly the same. And they've been the same. The SBA has been around since 1953. They've been around, they're going on their 70th year anniversary. And the stats are pretty much the same for small businesses. We lose 20% in the first year. We lose 30 by the 30%, give or, my, give or take. Each year, it's plus or minus a few percentage points, but it's pretty much the same. At the five-year mark, 50% of them are gone. And at the 10-year mark, 80% of the businesses, the small businesses that start will not be in business anymore at the 10-year mark. Um, what I have found is that the difference between the two is, the, the, you know, the, the, and first of all, that those stats disgust me, right? They absolutely disgust me. Um, in 70 years, we haven't figured out, we figured out how to put people in business. We figured out how to give all the resources and we've got loan systems and we've got all kinds of programs, and we've got more resources now for small business owners than ever before to start a business. But the resources to keep them in business dwindles the longer they're in business, if that makes sense. No, that does. And so what happens is they get there's they, there's there's a boatload of challenges, um, and and I call it the difference between knowing the mechanics of business, right, and knowing entrepreneurship. 
right? And what I mean by that is that the, the school, you want to go get an MBA, you want to go, you want to go take a course in business, uh, you want to go to the SBA for funding, you want to go to some of the some of the courses and trainings they have out there for small small business owners. The you know the the Chamber of Commerce has got a bunch of them. There's education out there for small business owners, right, to help you get into business. And all of that education teaches is the mechanics of business. It teaches you, you know, the P&Ls. It teaches you the EBITDAs. It teaches you, you know, the, the, the profit margins. It teaches you, you know, um, about, you know, contracts and, and legal team and accountants and all of the stuff, right? But it's that, that stuff. When time gets, times get hard, it's not that stuff that keeps you in business. It's it's in here. It's it's what's in the what what the entrepreneur is made of, and and in order to stay in business, especially in the crazy world that we live in, in order to beat those this, uh, statistics from the SBA, you've got to be able to develop skills. Mechanics won't get it done. You have to be able to become skilled, right? Um, and and this and I call it my ship's training, right? It's entrepreneurship. It's leadership. It's salesmanship. Uh, it's mentorship. It's ownership and it's stewardship. I think I got them all in there, right? Um, and not and battleship, not yeah, battleship. You sunk my brain. <laughs> but it's all about it's all about developing skills. And no one, no one, once once small business owners open their business and open their doors and they get their funding or they get their programs and they get the training that they that they picked up here or there, or even if they went to school for it, they'll get the mechanics and they'll go get in business. And then they'll run into all of the 57,000 challenges that drive young entrepreneurs crazy, young business owners crazy, and really challenge them. And they'll find that they either develop those skills and they make it and they survive and they, and they, and they go on to do great things, right? Or they don't develop those skills. And what ends up happening is they get, eat, they get eaten up, if that makes sense. But now I, I want to kind of touch on something. And you, you said this, you know, it's diminishing returns. As you own the business longer, the challenges change. What I'm hearing, and I'm going through a little bit this myself, my wife and I have discussed this, is if you're not growing and changing with the markets or expanding your business, you stagnate. And then it's, well, I'm doing the same thing I did every day. I've created myself a job. How? Where does... Where does that line cross or in what you're able to, to do? And, and again, folks, and I forgot to run it. If you have questions for, for Ray, for Master Guns, however you know him, you can reach out to him at ray at chaoscoach.vip. That's ray at chaoscoach.vip. But how do you keep, and I think to me that's the most important thing is, is you know, keep it interesting, keep it growing. If you're owning a franchise, buy a second market, buy a second franchise, buy something else to keep yourself interested, or you're just going to fall, fall apart. Yeah, exactly. You know, absolutely. Diversification. You have to diversify. Vinny says it best. You have to diversify in what you're doing. Um, what are some of the things though, that you, that keep, that keep people from diversifying in these markets? Um, well, and Vinny's got a good point, diversification. Well, in order, to, in order to diversify, you've got to be in the mindset of an entrepreneur and not a business owner. So you, you said it best. When, when you talk about business ownership, um, what most people do, especially in small business, small business ownership, really, when you're starting off, it means that you own a job and that, and that business owns you, right? It, it, 
unless you develop the skills of an entrepreneur, right, and you and you make it to the next level of business, pretty much what you have is you have yourself a job uh, that that you know. I, I always kid. I said, you know, the uh, the job will pay you less working 80, 80 hours for yourself than it will than you if you work forty for somebody else. But the idea of the idea of that is that when you're starting, you're building, you're building the asset. When you're starting off, right, you're building, and at first, you are everything. You are. Uh, you know, you're, you're the, you're the tech, you're the person doing the work, you're the person doing the bills, you're the person doing the invoicing, you're the person answering the phones, you know, you're, you're, you're everything. Um, and then obviously as you grow and as you scale, or as like Vinny said, you get to a point where you can diversify and go into other things and, and, and have those entrepreneurial skills, then you're able to, you're able to, the, the business can work for you. Um, you know, if anybody's ever read, uh, Robert Kiyosaki's, uh, of course he was the rich dad, poor dad author. Uh, I think I read him in like 2000, but his second book was cash flow quadrant. And if you look at his cash flow quadrant, right, it has an E quadrant an S quadrant, a B quadrant and an I quadrant. And he teaches that it's the flow of money. He teaches it is it's as you, as you increase your money skills, you'll flow from one quadrant to the other, right? I use his quadrant to teach entrepreneurship right? Because the E quadrant is the quadrant of an employee, right? And that's usually where most of us start. And the E quadrant, the quadrant of an employee is all about the mindset of an employee is about security. It's about, you know, uh, safety. It's about survival, right? I mean, we, you know, all of us that went in the military, when we went in the military, we're in an employee where that's an employee position. That's an employee, you know, mindset. Um, you know, it's, it's everyone, and there's nothing wrong with being an employee, but there's the employee mindset is one of survival. It's one of, it's one of, um, um, you know, what am I looking for? It's security, right? Got to pay the bills, got to raise the family. Um, then as you progress as an entrepreneur and you gain and you, and, and you decide one day you say, you wake up and, and you go, you know what? I don't want to work for anybody anymore. I want to do my own thing. I want to own my own business, right? Then you come down into the S quadrant. And in the S quadrant, that stands for self-employed or small business, right? So my first business really wasn't a quote unquote business. My first business, my first trained consulting business after I retired, uh, it was just me, right? But I was self-employed. So it was a business. It's an S business or a small business can be an S, S business as well. The mindset there, right? The mindset there is one of autonomy, right? It's one of, it's, it's one of doing my own thing. It's one of, uh, you know, I want the... I want the, the freedom and the autonomy that comes with what I believe comes with owning my own business, right? But a small business is just that. It's usually a business that you start, that you bootstrap together, that you find the money somewhere, you put it together, uh, and then you work your ass off, pardon my French, but you work your ass off to get it up and running, right? And to get it going. Um, and that's where small, that's where we lose that percentage of our small business owners because Want to get that running, you've got to develop some skills. The, the mechanics of business will help you get it get it started, but it won't keep you in business. Right? It doesn't, it doesn't keep you there. The S quadrant is perfect. And I have some clients in the S quadrant and they love it. And they're they're gonna stay there forever. They're third and fourth generation uh restaurant owners or pizza owners, pizza shop owners, and and they love being in the S quadrant. It gives them the freedom, the lifestyle, and they're they they don't mind the 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 business basically owning they don't mind being the the cook the bottle washer right they don't mind being at all um because their restaurant is their life they you know most of the time they live upstairs right and they're of the pizzeria and and it's 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 third or fourth generation and it's grandpa's recipe and right. they're good with that 
Most small business though owners get to a point where they know that they now have a job. They now, they now know they own a job and the business owns them. The business can't survive without them, right? They haven't replaced themselves. They haven't trained anybody. They haven't because they don't know how. They don't know how to scale it. They don't know how to do anything. They don't know how to do anything except for run that business. Um, and then what happens is, is that that stifles the business. And most of those small businesses will remain, you know, somewhere between half a million to just under a million dollars in revenue. Right. And, and they'll want to be more. They'll want to, to break into the bigger business, but they just won't be able to. And everything they try will then set them back. Right. It, it's, it's, it's too risky. It, it costs too much money. They, they make a decision. They lose some money. And they're squarely in the S quadrant. Now, the, the, the business owners that do learn entrepreneurial skills will move up into the B quadrant, right? And the B quadrant is called big business, right? And big business means that you own the, the mindset there is legacy, right? The mindset there is, is um, impact. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's legacy and freedom. It's, it's, you know, hey, listen, I have the freedom. I was up teaching in Fort Drum today. Why? Well, because other people run my business right? My, 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 my other business, right? Um, you know, so I was able to go do that. Well, if, if I was the only person working in my business, or if I was, you know, the guy that was in charge, still running the day-to-day operation in my small business, I wouldn't be able to do that. But the B quadrant is all about, you know, the mindset is freedom and it's legacy. Um, and what that means is that you now have a process or a system that works for you. And whether you're there or not, Right now, process and system, that means you also have the people, the teams that it takes to run the business. You have the leadership in place. You have You've hired you know, around you. You've hired right. around you. Right. Uh, and, and you've got the processes that run the that, that that run it that, you know, you're not going into work every day and making it up, you know, as you do when you're a brand new business. You go into work every day when you're brand new, figuring it out. Right. Um, so you, so you, you, you have that established. And now you have a business that has a machine that has that has a system and a process that that turns revenue and makes a profit whether you're there or not right the last quadrant is the i quadrant right and that's going from uh the i quadrant is called the investor quadrant that goes from big business down to the investor now if you're again if you're reading kiyosaki's book he talks about how the different it's the mindset of money i use it as to demonstrate the difference in mindset of an entrepreneur the i quadrant as an investor their mindset is all about giving back and contribution their mindset is all about how, how do I then take this, this asset that I've built or these multiple assets, like Vinny said, you know, when we talk about diversifying and having more than one business or having multiple businesses in different industries. Um, but, it, you know, how do I take my businesses and the monies and the revenues and how do I do good with it? How do I make a change? How do I make a difference? Um, and that's really part of what my chaos, my chaos coaching business is all about. Right. It's, you know, um, I'm, I'm older. Uh, where all of my friends are looking forward to retiring and, and actually stopping. Many of them already have, and they think I'm crazy for starting a new business venture. But this, this, this tour of duty, if you will, is all about taking the things that I've learned in my journey over the years and sharing it with young business owners to help them become entrepreneurs, help them learn the skills so that they can survive. And my goal is to change that SBA stat that's been the same for 70 plus years. That's well, 70 years. Well, I hope that I help you change it because we get, we, you know, you and I've got some things to talk about. Vinny and I've talked about them also. Uh, but we do have a couple of good comments here. Vinny says being an entrepreneur is being able to not be a boss, but be a leader, growing your people to run your business so that your eyes doesn't have to be 
on that ho- on that hockey to be focused on diversification. And, and I know Vinny's done that with the things he's got going. You and I have talked about that. You just mentioned it. Uh, Nate is a big – has a lot of football uh, friends and – Marcus Ogden, former Baltimore Raven. I didn't know he read any uh, business-related books. Uh, you're going to get a silly question in a minute here, right? So get yourself ready. This is a very important. This is very important to our show. Uh, you create trust and believe. Uh, Vinny says you create trust and believe in people, and your business will move forward and better because that's the heart. We just we're just a vessel for other businesses. Going. I agree with that. I I had a conversation today with a uh, an entrepreneur who this company is a franchise company. And I was talking to the gentleman and it's the first time I've ever heard of a franchise company that says they actually have insurance built into their process for employees. Like, Hey, if you become one of our entrepreneurs, one of our franchise owners, this company automatically your your employees have have health insurance, which is very to me unbelievable from a small business entrepreneurial standpoint that these guys are thinking outside of the box, and, and it's very impressive to me. Uh, the the people keep you there. Here's your question: What is your favorite pizza, Ray? Favorite pizza style? He says. Favorite pizza style? Um, it's a it's it's a it's the thicker crust. Okay. Right. Not the real thick, not the, but, but it's a thicker crust. And I happen to like the Hawaiian, right? Uh-huh. Now I know a lot of people think that pineapple and pepperoni, pineapple and ham don't belong on a pizza. I get it. I get it. But I, I fell in love with it in California when I was stationed out there. And I, that's, that used to be, it used to be uh pepperoni mushroom and, and extra cheese. But then I, someone, someone turned me on to a Hawaiian pizza and that's it for me. Change the game, throw bacon in there, Pine- pineapple, ham, and bacon is a game changer. Uh, Vinny <laughs> says, you, you know, and you work every aspect of the business so you can teach, guide, and believe in your people and magic happens. I'm living in it, bro. You are. Like, I called him up the other day to talk to him about something. I was like, bro, I need to talk to you. He's like, call me in the morning. I'll be at the airport. I'm like, where are you? He's like, Miami. I'm like, I love you. I love you. <laughs> uh, and uh, Joe Lee Hicks says, red or white sauce on the Hawaiian? It's got to be oh, red. got to be, be red. Got to be red. Uh, and I love this new thing, like the Detroit style, which was Little Caesars, I guess, has always been Detroit style. And I never knew this was the thing. Mm-hmm. Little Caesars deep dish. We just called it Sicilian growing up. I'm like, but that's Sicilian. They're like, oh, that's Detroit style. I'm like, that shit's Sicilian. So <laughs> now you're, you're talking about all these different models. When someone comes to you and says, Ray, or it says, hey, either I have an idea and I'm I want to go out on my own and I want to do this, you know, this business, or they say, Hey, I'm looking at purchasing a business, whatever it is. And they're going to step from that E phase, that employee phase into that small business phase. What are some of the, the pitfalls now that, like you said, 51 years, cause you're fifties, no, 50, 50 years. Cause you're 56 or are you 57? No, you're 57. You're 51 years. I'm just going to say 50 a lot of times, <laughs> but you know, after all these years, what are some of the, the pitfalls that you've learned over that time that, that part of chaos. And again, folks, if you want to reach out to Ray, it's Ray at chaos coach.vip. Um, what are some of the things that you say, if I'd have known starting off, I could have done this, you know, is it, having more capital or the other side of it 
stop using your own money. Use as minimum of your own as you can and go use somebody else's. What is it for that you wish you, you somebody told you? Uh, well, it's, it's actually not nothing anyone could tell me as much as I, as it was, I had to experience it. Um, you know, and again, even with as, as the, all the different businesses that I've been, you know, involved in and that we've had over the years, um, it, it's been my last few businesses that have taught, that have given me the majority of my lessons because as you, as you know, I was an active duty Marine for 25 years. Uh, so all my businesses while I was in were, they were side, they were side gigs, right? They were, they were hobbies. Now, some of them turned out to be very, very lucrative hobbies, but they were, they were hobbies. They weren't, they weren't, uh, you know, they weren't the real deal. And even when I was a teenager, of course, I, like I said, I've had a business since I was six. I wasn't living off of those things because I was living in my, my parents' house, right? I mean, I was, I was a kid, I was in school. Um, and the last, and, and so with me, uh, I got out of the Marine Corps to 25 years and, there's a lot of skills that I had. There's a lot of things that I knew. There's a lot of things that I, that I, that I, um, I set out to do in my first, my training consulting business and I did it very well. Um, but if I knew then what I know now, I would have done it much faster. Right. Um, I would have built the businesses. I would have built the business a lot faster. And what, what that thing was, was, just the belief in your, in your idea, the belief in, you know, in your skills, belief in, uh, you know, being able to stand tall and rock and roll, um, and just go, uh, you know, when I first started my training consulting business, I, I was comparing it to the Marine Corps. Right. And, and I expected every civilian, uh, client or customer out there that I sat down with, right. To, to, to look me in the eyes and tell me what they meant and meant what they say, and then do what they said they were going to do. And, that's just not how it, how it, how it worked. Um, and so because of that, I found myself, you know, and I worked with some very big companies. I mean, I had, there, you know, there's a skill set there, but, but what I learned was that, you know, I would have made a much bigger splash had I just stood up and said, been willing to say no to certain clients, certain customers, um, and, and been able to say, you know, put my, my flag in the ground and say, you know, this is, this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm changing the world. My boss business was not my contribution business. It wasn't the business that I saw as my give back business. It was the business I definitely needed at the time to survive. Uh, and so I went in with that mindset. Um, and, and, and I very much approached that from an S quadrant mindset, right? And most S quadrant mindsets, what you make is you make a really good living, right? You build a business that provides you with a really good living but not necessarily the, the entrepreneurial freedom dream that you went into business to get. You built right? a job. That's right. That's right. And, and so the business, the businesses that, that, the, you know, when you learn that when, and, and I had to get out of that S quadrant, I, up until that business, which I opened what in 2008, 2009, up until that business, all of my businesses were S quadrant, uh, S quadrant businesses. That's all I knew. Right. Then I started my boss business, got in the S quadrant. And then I realized halfway through, partway through, about five or six years in, I'm like, you know what? This, this, I'm, I'm not doing it this way anymore, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach what I want to teach. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to train the way I want to train. I'm going to lead the way I'm going to lead. And, you know, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then, you know, I'll, I'll figure something else out. Once I did that, then I realized that the rest, there was always someone out there who needed what I was what, what, what I was about. Right. Um, and in the training and, and consulting space, uh, it's, it's a lot about trust. 
it's a lot about when you show up, you know, do they, do they, do you give them the impression, you know what you're talking about, obviously, right? Are you credible? Is there a um, buy -in? Right, right. And the first time I closed a $300,000 deal in 15 minutes uh, with a client and they didn't check any references, they didn't check, they, in 15 minutes, they knew that I was the guy to give this contract to, right? That I was the guy that could make a difference. Then I, then I knew that I could have done that. And I was the same guy that had retired from the Marine Corps five, six years earlier, right? Then I knew I could have been doing that earlier because once that happens, once, once you, and I call it, get into your power, once you get into your power, um, and you show up every day in power uh, as an entrepreneur, you're unstoppable, right? And so, you know, like Chaos Coach, one of the things, one of the first things we do is we get in, we, we, I, I teach health, wealth, and self, right? The three, the three domains of life that are going to empower you each and every day to go face the challenges that you're going to face as a, as a small business owner, as an entrepreneur. Now, <clears throat> you, and I want to touch on this because you've done both sides to, that S and I know we're staying in the S that S quadrant for a moment. And folks, if you're just kind of picking up on it, that S that small business, that's where chaos coaching is going to kind of focus on, but you've done the, let me go out on my own. I know how to coach. Um, I'm proof of it. Folks um, spend a couple. If you're listening to me now, I, I got you to buy into the idea that the above the bar podcast is worth listening to. And if you've spent any time with me, uh, you either love me or you want to stab <laughs> me in the neck. And uh, you can thank uh, Master Gunner Sergeant Ray Gagnon for that. But um, you've done both sides from starting your own idea and running with it to starting a franchise and running with that and running somebody else's model. Is, mm -hmm. Do you have any opinion either way? Like, yeah, hey, you know, they're both great or – or like, hey, if you've never ran a business and you don't have any safety nets, franchise is good, and here's why. Do you have any opinions either way on that? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot of great franchises out there, and a lot of great franchise models. The key, the key to success in franchise using a franchise model is is knowing is doing your due diligence, right? Is act, actually yes, we do. Who was that? Nathan that said that? Nathan yes. says we tolerate. We tolerate. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Tolerate uh, You know, so I chose the the franchise that I chose for very specific reasons. One is obviously they're military. You know, associated. Obviously, you have to be an act. You have to be a, a military veteran or an immediate family member of one to own a J Dog, right? Uh, for those who don't know that, that's my other business is J Dog. Um, and that's but, junk what J Dog Junk right. Removal. It's the largest yep. uh, veteran-owned um, franchise in the country. They still send me stuff, even, and I'm like, mm -hmm. I know the guy who owns the one in this territory. I can't get yeah. that. I know the right. guy. <laughs> he owns yeah, so, so, so you know what I always tell. It's funny because I had a franchise question come up today in, in training, and what I always tell them is do your homework, because in today's age, there are a lot of business owners that are trying to go from the S quadrant to the B quadrant by franchising their model. Oh, okay. And they haven't, and they haven't, they haven't matured their model yet. In other words, they're not ready to be a franchise. You know what I mean? They're, but they put it together and they're going to throw it at you and they're going to charge you a ton of money. Uh, and then they're going to get a couple of two, three years down the road. And they're going to realize that they're, they're not all that in a bag of chips or they don't have the ability to support their franchisees. Um, you know, you, 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 when, when looking at a franchise, the advice I always give is do your due diligence, do it hard, um, be, be, you know, scrutinize them, 
right? Scrutinize them very, very hard. Now, if you're looking at a franchise like a McDonald's, there's not a lot of research to do there. You pretty much know that's a ticket price, right? I mean, if, if you're going to buy in, now what I will tell you is if you can pay the sticker price of a McDonald's, there's a whole lot of businesses you could create on your own for half the money that could be twice as successful, right? Uh, within, within a shorter amount of time. Um, but, but yeah, that's, I, I love all business, all small businesses I support and I believe in. Um, even the guy or the gal who owns the local McDonald's has this, has many of the same problems and troubles and, and frustrations that the business owner that's out there on their own does. Um, if it's a mature franchise, you've probably got a little bit more of a support, you know, element to it. You probably have someone who's walked that talk before who can help you through it, you know, within the franchise system. Um, but you're still going to need the entrepreneurial skills to make it work. You know, Vinny, Vinny um, pounded the, the, the idea of, of people, right? And one of the things, and he's absolutely right. One of the things that, that I've taught for years and years and years, and as you know, right, is that, you know, you're, a successful business is all about the P's, right? It's all about the people, the product, the process, and the profits. If you get the first three right, the last one's there. You know what I mean? Um, and, and, and a lot of times in franchise systems, if they're depending on the franchise, they can lose sight of the people. They can lose sight of, of, you know, what really makes the business go, you know, now, without, so for instance, like J dog with, without my, without my junk throws, without my guys, without my J doggers, as we call them, that go into people's houses and customer face and, and deliver the service. I don't have a business, right? Without yeah, them, I don't have a business. And I, I know most of them. Um, <laughs> but you know, it, and it's interesting, you know, it, and I'll tell, I'll throw this out and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Also with franchising or, or small business, know what you don't want to do, know what you're, you're not interested in and, uh, talk to brokers. There are franchise brokers out there. Now understand they are still salespeople. They still make a profit. You, they have to sell you on something. So guess what? No different than going to a car dealership. You are allowed to talk to three or four different ones. They each represent different companies and organizations. Don't be like, I really like this guy. And I think this, you know, 92 Honda Accord is going to be the right one for me. You know, make sure you're <laughs> talking to different, different folks. But um, for you, I know that J-Dog was that veteran element giving back. And I know that. Heck, I just bought my daughter a dresser from your your resale store, <laughs> and all that money goes to veterans also from the resale store. Correct. Uh, what are some? Is there any franchises that you've looked at lately that you're even you are considering? Like, man, I know I got J Dog. I know I'm starting chaos, but you know this underwater basket weaving franchise is really kind of sparking my interest right here anything out there that we're going to get the the scoop from from right from the uh horse's mouth here or the master gun's mouth you know any of them out there that you're like man maybe I, you know, I might diversify a little bit more into this um none for me uh the now my boys those for those the people that know me they know that I have a 29 and 30 year old that work in my businesses with me um, RJ and RJ's been yeah. on here. Yeah. And, and the, uh, um, you know, I, if I, if they were to ask me that question, cause right now I'm, I'm good. Chaos coach is, is the last business I plan on doing. Uh, it'll be my legacy business. It'll be the business that it'll be the business that, um, you know, gets handed down, uh, um, to, to the, to, to the boy, to you and the boys. Right. <laughs> um, 
but it uh so i'm not looking right now but if i if the boys were to ask me dad what do you think you know what what franchise if if there's one out there um I would tell them the same thing I tell anybody else looking to start a business and you hit on it, right? Um, make sure it's something near and dear to your heart and you enjoy doing because the growth of a small business, whether it's a franchise or not, you're going to go through the growing pains and there's going to come a time when the price of, of making that entity, making that asset, creating that asset and making it successful is going to be very high. It's going to be high on hours worked. It's going to be high on stress. It's going to be high on, you know, the personal, the family aspect, it's going to be high because that's what it takes to build an asset, to build the business. Um, now, all, all those things can be managed, but but you're still going to feel them. Um, and so if you if you get four or five years, keep in mind, 50% of small businesses won't make it to the five-year mark. You know, well, if that's because by the time you get to five years, if you hate what you're doing, you're not going to keep doing it. You know, it's you're, you're going to be miserable. And not only do I hate the job, Right. And although it's my job, although I own the job because I own the business that, that I work for. Right. You're going to hate the job. You're going to hate the business. You're not going to, you know, because during the day you're going to do the job and then at night you're going to do the books. During the day you're going to do the job. And then and then over the weekend you're going to do the marketing plan. Right. Because as a small business owner, you, you do it all. Right. And if you're not doing something you're passionate about or something that you like doing or, or could fall in love with, when by the time you get to the five year mark, you're going to walk off. You're going to be like this. is I'm you know, I'm done. You know what I mean? Um, and, and usually you're, you get to that point because all you've learned is the mechanics and the skills that it takes to take your small business from an S quadrant to a B quadrant has, they have not been, they have not been learned, right? You haven't, you haven't learned them. No one's taught them to you or you haven't discovered them. You know what I mean? Um, and, and it's funny cause I was talking to a, a retiring Sergeant major today, an army Sergeant major that was up in the, up in the class. And he's got a couple of businesses going and he's, you know, the entrepreneur, but he, he related so much to where he was at with his frustration level right now. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, for those, for those of your guests that may not know this, um, and I don't know if I can say this and not keep getting you in any trouble or you not, but you know, you're good. New, New York state's not the most friendliest place in the world to have a business, own a business, right. Especially yeah, no. for a small business. Right. So, so, he, and his businesses are in New York. So he's highly frustrated. Well, guess what? The businesses he's frustrated with the most, he could have, he, he, he said to me, he said, you know, Ray, I, I could have swore that you created this presentation just for me because the business he's frustrated with the most, guess how long he's at it? Five years, four years and three months. There you go. Right. And, 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 and he's been banging his head against the wall. He's been, you know, trying to get it to grow, trying to get, but again, the mechanics that it takes to get into business are not the skills that it takes to be able to scale and to, and to create. The difference between a business owner and an entrepreneur is entrepreneurs are creators. They create processes. They create systems. They get an idea. They create a new business. They create, you know, uh, you've got someone on here, Joe, Joe Lee Hicks, right? She's, she's uh, uh, the head of Hicks Strong. Right? I, don't know if you've, I don't know if you've heard of Hicks Strong or not, but she, I was on the phone with her today. As a matter of fact, I'm meeting with her Friday. Um, they, they, you know, they had this, this tremendous give back and this tremendous heartfelt cause that they live and they live it every single day because it's very personal to them and they turned it into a non-for-profit business, Love right? It. And, and it's near and dear to their heart, right? But somewhere along the line, even with things that are near and dear to your heart, you have got to get those skills, right? You've got to learn the, the entrepreneurial skills and, and entrepreneurs are creators. Jolie created and I took, went went with an idea and created an, an organization. 
right? Entrepreneurs are creators. Business owners will stick to the mechanics. They'll own the business. And what they'll end up doing is they'll end up owning a job, AKA the business owns you, right? And my role and what I, what, I, what my give back tour is, what I'm all about, like I said today, before I, before I retire, which you know me, that's probably not happening anytime soon, <laughs> right? Um, or before they put me in the ground or do whatever it is. Doing a presentation right. at, a, at, at a dry erase board because they couldn't get him to use a smart board or it'll be at a flip chart and somebody will be like, Ray, Ray, are you okay? He'll just be a hand frozen in time right there. Ray, are you all right? <laughs> and we'll all know. Yeah. Yep. Jolie says, thank you, Ray. Yep. Big heart, big heart for you, Jolie. So, so before I end my days, right, my mission is to help small business owners become entrepreneurs so that together we can change that SBA stat, right? I don't like the fact that right about the time that most small businesses should be experiencing the entrepreneurial dream, which is just before the 10 year mark, after you've put it all together and you've got it all together and you've got it profitable and you've built your systems, you're transitioning it into a B business. It can happen sooner, but usually it's between the seven and, and 10 year mark. You transition it over and then all of a sudden you're in a whole different world. You're living right? The, the freedom and you're living your entrepreneurial dream through your business. You don't experience that when you're in the S quadrant. The S quadrant keeps kicking you in the teeth. It keeps, it, it's, it, the grind continues. That's the grind. That's the real right? grind. That's the real grind. And it's a good grind because you need the experience and you need the education that comes out of it. Right. But if you don't ever get through, if nobody ever helps you with developing the skills to get past it, it's where you stay. And again, in some industries, for some for some people, that's wonderful. You know why? Because the, the the mom and pop that own my pizzeria, my clients that own their pizzeria, that is their give back business. That is their legacy business, right? Their give back businesses, they provide great pizza to the community. They love their customers. They love the neighborhood they do business in. They've been there for four generations, right? Their legacy is the next generation will take the business from them. They're, you know what I mean? If they don't need to be a big business for that, which is okay, right? But for, but for entrepreneurs that want to get into the bigger business, that want to experience the freedom, I believe you need to be in the, in the multi-million dollar range. You need to be in some industries, you know, it's, it's somewhere between one and two million. For most industries, it's over two million dollars that in revenue that you consist, you know, annual revenue that until you get there, your B business is not provide, won't provide you that freedom, right? That, that, that you envisioned when you started your, your entrepreneurial journey. And my, and what I plan on doing is helping as many people as I can get there. I'm tired of, I, I'm tired of, I'm tired of the stat that everybody just says, you know, well, that's what it is. Well, yeah, no, that isn't just, you know what I mean? I, I don't, I'm tired of it. I watch so many good people. You know, this from my days in the Marine Corps, you watch so many good people get ground up in the stress and the craziness when in all actuality, all they needed was someone to teach them a couple of things. And it's like, oh my God, this is a whole new world. Right. And that's where I'm at in life. My life, you know, where I'm at in life is that's what I'm giving back. That's what I'm, that's what I'm going to help people do. And, and we're getting ready, you know, it, it's about that time. We're going to get ready, make last call here. But this is, this is such a phenomenal question. Uh, and it was something I was going to ask, but I love the way this is being asked uh, over on Twitch. Uh, Grizzard4EZ says, when you start out, you don't have much capital. How do you ask for help? without promising equity in your business? Well, giving the farm away before you've ever, you know, laid your first egg. Right. So when you're first starting out, you have one or two options. You start your business part-time, keep your day job, right? Save money, get the business going. All of the revenue, 
as little as it might be that you turn in the business, you put back into the business to get bigger revenue so that you so you buy your job back. So you so you can buy your your freedom from your day job. Right. That's one strategy. Uh, another strategy is you, you take a pocket of money. Right. Whether it be your savings, whether it be an investor's money, whether it be a relative's money. By the way, I've done all of these things right for different businesses. Some of them worked fabulously. Other ones were they're a nightmare. They're a great lesson. Right. They're a great learning point. Um, but if you have a stack, if you have the money to get started, then you need to if you're looking for resources. Right. And you have a very limited budget because you figured out, hey, with this money, I can last a couple of years and I've got to get it going. Um, then, then what you need to do is you need to, you, if you're looking for help, you need to invest in help that will get you going, not that is the status quo, right? right? You need to find, you need to find that, you need to find that training or that help that will get you going. Now there's a lot of free, right? Well, uh, resources out money, there. Though. They're talking about money. Like how do you, how do you go ask for, for financial help though, without giving away all your equity though? Um, well, there's there's plenty of investors out there that won't ask for equity. There's plenty of investors out there that'll, that'll do a revenue stream uh, deal with you uh, if you're looking at just raising capital. Uh, I will tell you that traditional banks um, getting getting loans from them are is, is much easier than it was back, uh, you know, 10, 12 years ago. Um, as a matter of fact, on my wall, I still keep uh, when I first started boss, I had three banks, local banks turn me down. Uh, for my loan, for my SBA loan, for and for you know for for any funding whatsoever, they say you're crazy. It's not going to work. It's you know, I, I keep their I keep their their refusal letter on my wall because oh yeah, by the way, those three small banks are no longer in business, and oh, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, but but it's 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 a dog when it comes to capital. If you're looking to raise capital, and you don't want to give away equity, there are other there are other deals you can do, right? There are other people don't have to take equity. But, you, you know, you could have a, a, a revenue, a profit sharing stream. Um, if you go with a private investor, though, if you go with a PI, if you're looking for someone, you know, to back you, um, the, the, again, I recommend lawyers. I recommend agreements. I recommend uh, because once no matter how hands off that other partner is, once someone has money invested in you, they're going to want to know what you're doing with it. It's just, they, they it's care. just the way it is. Right. Um you know, and I've had partners like that and I've had partner, I've been burned. I, I, you know, I was burned with a private, private uh, equity investor. Um, I say burned, it didn't go so well. Right. Um, but I've also, I have also bootstrapped my businesses. Uh, you know, I've, my wife and I have gutted our savings and racked up, you know, we've spent every dime on our credit cards that we had to, to get it off the ground, knowing that we would get it off the ground. I'm not recommending that, but it's an option. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've borrowed money from family. Um, I had an aunt who was able to, to loan me some money uh, to help me get, again, this is going back a few businesses ago. Um, she was able to give me some money. Of course, I paid her back with great interest, um, but she didn't care about the risk. What she cared about was she knew me and she knew it would work. So there's other ways of getting funding if that's the kind of help you're talking about. Does that make sense? No, see, that makes sense to me. Now, and I love it. Nate says that's phenomenal encouragement seeing that the bank isn't there anymore. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Nate. I'm with you 100% on that. So now if we know that we can reach out to you at Ray at chaos coaching VIP, if we want to uh, ask you a question is the, you know, when is the, when can we say, Hey, chaos coaching is up and running. We, I can start getting all the modules and, and all the rest of this stuff. And I, I got me some Ray Gagnon love getting in there and listen to me folks i talked to somebody about this recently 
There is two Ray Gagnons. There is Ray Raymond Gagnon, father of RJ and Kyle. And then there is uh, Master Gunnery Sergeant Gagnon that calls you up and goes, hey, Marine. And you go, yeah, Master Guns, y- you want to explain this to me? I don't know if I've ever heard you curse. I don't know if I've ever personally heard you curse, but I've definitely heard, hey, hey Marine, you want to go ahead and explain that? Yeah, Master Guns. Yeah, let me. And then you do a little tap dance, a little soft shoe, and you're like, ah, look at my top hat. So, you know, yeah. when is all this going to be hitting the floor and we can we can get into this whole piece and learn how to go from that S to that B? So I'm starting, we're starting our coaching packages uh, next month. Um, and what I mean by that is that I've already been coaching, but I've been doing it individually and doing it here and there. And as you know, I'm, I'm working to put all, have all these resources put online. Because as my son say, as my sons tell me all the time, dad, it is 2023, right? And you got to get rid of the turn charts and you got to get rid of the whiteboards. You got to, you know, uh, but, but um, so no. in the, our, our first package is going to be a coaching program. So we're going to start off with an eight week coaching program that we're going to offer folks where they're going to get introduction, introduction to the curriculum. They're going to get it. They're going to get the overviews. They're going to get a lot of the, the, the high level training, right. On, on how to put it together. Uh, but to get into the nitty gritty, Obviously, when you're done with your eight weeks, if we're a good fit and things work out, I'm going to look to put you in an annual coaching program, right, where you'll you'll get uh, uh, coaching from me one on one for the, for the whole year. Um, and, and that's then going to drill down into taking what you learned in the eight week uh, package, which, by the way, the eight week package is going to be live, um, you know, the first few times we run it, obviously. And then, um, you know, and, and the idea there is that then, then we're going to I'm going to start drilling in with you. And teaching you the things that you know, helping you develop the skills uh, of what we covered in the eight-week program, and then um, probably in 2024, we're going to have an online course. We'll have all of that, you know, all that content then packaged up and put into the fancy systems and the, you know, all this stuff that goes on in this box right here, you know. Uh, and uh, and and then we're going to start doing some events. We're going to start hitting. The, we're going to start hitting the road. Um, I I I see this more as a movement than a business. Um, you know. Small business owners, small business entrepreneurs are kicked in the teeth every day and nobody cares. Not, not um, a bit. They give a shit. You know, nobody, nobody blinks when a small business goes out of business, except for the, except for the families and the people that that small business touch. And I'll give you a quick stat. I know we got to go, you know, but a lot of people don't realize this 90, uh, yeah, 90%, 90, 98, 99% of all small businesses in the United States or 99% of all businesses in the United States are small businesses. 99%. 99% of all the businesses in the United States are small businesses, 33.2 million, right? They employ 46% of the U.S. employees. So 46% of the people that are employed in this country are employed by small businesses. So 99% of the businesses employ 46% of the workforce because the big businesses, you know, like Amazon or whoever the big, you know, they they hire hundreds and hundreds of, you know, of, of people. Um, 1.5 million, 1.5 million jobs annually, 64% of us job growth comes from small businesses. That's how important small businesses are to, to our economy and to our way of life. You know what I mean? Um, I have a whole piece in training that I call the bigs that I, I, not that I bag on them, but I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that part of the challenges that we have as small businesses has to do with bigger businesses, right? Controlling industries and controlling products and all that good stuff but yeah that's another day well, well you know and uh, 
Ray got me to read a book and I've been talking to some of my coworkers about it, pitch anything. And it changed the way I even do, do sales after l- listening to it two times through now it, it's, you know, it, and he talks about going and pitching to Walmart and how they put all these, what's it? Beta traps. He put, they put all these yeah. beta traps in there, which are just basically things to hold you down. But there's, it's interesting you say that. And I want that number to sink in that 99% to everyone. Because if you think about it, we see, we hear on the news. Oh, Amazon let uh, 1,800 people go today. 12, or no, what was it? Amazon let 12,000 people go. Understand, folks, that sucks for 12,000 people. But that's one company that let that through go 12,000 people that employs hundreds of thousands. That wasn't a blip on their radar. That wasn't even anything. Whereas, as small business owners, or if you work for a small business owner, think about if one person didn't show up to work. That's what that was. Like, hey, the boss said, hey, Joe's got to go. We just ain't got the business for it today. That's what that equates to. So yeah. we, we know we got the new website coming because our yep. data is the old one. Yep. The, new, the new website is chaoscoach.vip, but it, but he's, he's revamping it because he didn't like he didn't like. Oh, I just spent a lot of money on it, but he doesn't like it. Uh, he's also, it's funny because he's also RJ. getting. God, RJ. Also, yeah. Come on. He's also, he's also bought the domain chaos.coach. God. So, RJ. so yeah. Come so on. that's coming. That does right now. Anyone who wants to, anyone know who wants to reach out or wants, wants help or wants to learn how to, you know, get into the coaching program starting in March, they can just email me directly. That's my email right there. And it's Ray at Chaos Coach stuff. Do you need me to call RJ? Is he picking on you? Do you need me to call him? I can call him. I, just yeah. let me know. I'll call him. You know, these my my boys run. They it's funny because anything to do with tech, they don't want to take the time to explain to Dad how it works. They just they want, want to do it. just let me do it. Dad, Dad, I'll do it. But then when I have questions, they take offense. Right? Then right. it's like, well, why doesn't that work yet? Well, Dad, you don't understand. No, you're right. I don't understand because you haven't explained it to me, right? It's like <laughs> you, and they forget about us old dogs that we come from a world where we live with young people for so many years, where it's right. like, no, just give me the technology. I can I, I pick up on it pretty quick. I may yeah. not understand it right now. Just just give it to me. And, and I, I'm gonna say it now. If you didn't know what the most important thing to a small business, and I know Ray's most important piece, which is Robin, if you don't have somebody who's got your back through the entire thing that says, don't worry when the day sucks, you can do it. And I've no Robin. Um, she picked on me the other day through, through a conversation that she knows that I'm a typical 8412 <laughs> recruiter, but I, I have to say, and th- this is for her, you know, I, I know she is a backbone for you guys and for the boys. And uh, I, I can't say enough good things about her. We're going to get ready to close the bar up here, folks. Look, if you like what Ray's going on, make sure you go find Chaos Coaching. Right now, you can find the Facebook page for for Chaos Coaching is up and running. Go check it out. Give it a like. Give it a follow. That is how those things grow. That is how our brand grows. That is how uh, Master Guns brand grows. Make sure you give that that a like. Make sure you give that a follow. Uh, Do we have an Instagram or anything yet for that one? We we do, but RJ's still working on it. I mean, we've got it. it. It's he told me not to give it out yet. All right. Well, I gave it out. It's fucking chaos. You know, what, what was it? He could, he could, what, what's that old saying? I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you because it's top secret. Right. Like, you know, that's, a, yeah. 
Joe Lee, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate you. And everybody go check out Hicks Strong. Give them give them some support also. We appreciate you, Joe Lee. But uh, again, reach out, give a like, follow, share. If you found found us at the Above the Bar podcast through Master Guns, make sure whatever platform you're listening to this, whether it be Facebook, whether you're listening to the audio uh, later on on Apple, Spotify, whatever it is, that five-star rating, that taking that moment and going – I like this. Let me hit five stars. Let me write a review is no different than for a small business. You going on there on the Google and giving them a Google review. It drives the attention. It drives the understanding. Other people are able to find it because the S I learned this term recently. We all know SEO, which is search engine optimization. I just learned this one SEM, which is search engine monitor, search engine marketing, which is where you have to pay for that stuff for your name to show up at the top. That's what drives those things. SEO is organic. SEM is paid for. So you taking the time, giving that thing a like, follow. And you can find us again, folks, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok, even our emails, all the Above the Bar podcasts. If you know somebody who you think would be a great guest that you think would be worth having on here, reach out to me. Let me know who it is. We'll talk about it for a moment. We'd be happy to have it on there. If you're looking to get your small business going from an S to a B and you're not BSing, make sure you reach out to, do you like that one? You can use that. Uh, You can reach out to Master Guns. Again, it's Ray at chaoscoach.vip. Now, uh, Master Guns, Dan Gaberson. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Ray, for a great podcast. Thanks, Dan, for joining us. You know what, Sean? I didn't know Dan was on. He's actually one of my clients. He's actually, I I had a coaching call with him today, today, as a matter of fact. Dan, Dan so, will have to compare coaching call notes one day because when I'm yeah. having, when I have rough day, look, I'm telling you when I, I, I'm what they call an entrepreneur right now, which is I've built my business within somebody else's business. That's how I built my reputation. And when I'm having rough days or rough goes and things aren't going the right way, I reach out to Ray. I'm telling you, I have two people I reach out to. I reach out to Ray and I reach out to Vinny and I go, this is my problems right now. What am I missing? Where am I banging my head into walls? And it's amazing to have somebody from the outside reach out to you and go, hey, stupid, this is what you're doing. And you go, oh, I'm being desperate when I'm on the phone. I didn't even realize I was doing it. I was I was putting myself into something that I tell other people not to do. So make sure you're reaching out to these guys. Make sure you're following us, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, all those different places. Now, Master Guns, I don't know if you remember the rules around here, but the guest always gets the last word and i know you're good at the last word so what is it so the last word i would have is is that there's a difference between being a small business owner and a small business entrepreneur and dreams are built in the entrepreneurial space because as an entrepreneur you're a creator god gave you the skills to go out and create anything and everything you want as an entrepreneur right just get the skills that it takes to do it and there's no holding you back all righty folks be sure to push your stool in This has been an Earplug Podcast presentation found on EarplugPodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found.